Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I am Sensei Raven Ekundayo. And wow, this is literally the next to last episode of 2018. Next week's the last episode. It's here. It really is here. The Year of the Phoenix is about to be at its conclusion. And so I want to go ahead and apologize to all of you misfits out there. I've been uh, promoting for the last week that this was going to be the Kwanzaa episode. But I made a decision that I'm going to wait until next week. Uh, You know, at the end of the year, we always close out with whatever the theme was. So we're going to be focusing on the year of the Phoenix, but it will also be on the first day of Kwanzaa. So Tuesday is going to be Christmas. However, I'm pushing the episode back to Wednesday to premiere the episode on the very first day of Kwanzaa. So yeah, I figured that that would be a great time to actually do the episode so we can talk about Kwanzaa educates some people on the the Nguza Saba and yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Today I switched it up and came up with a a totally new topic. Uh, I am someone who is admittedly not really big into the personal lives of a lot of artists, you know, like people get into arguments and battles and everything about uh, celebrities singers and all that kind of stuff when it comes to what their personal lives are about i just want to hear your music you know i don't really care about all the other stuff however what's going on right now with cardi b and offset and the infidelity and him coming on stage in the middle of her performance and uh, begging for forgiveness and all that stuff led me to think of the topic for this week which is should i take them back And I think that it's an important conversation for us to have because a lot of times people get tripped up when they're assuming that they're in love. Oftentimes they're in like, (laughs) but also the way that infidelity looks and where the blame should be placed. And I think that it makes for it a very interesting conversation. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. But right now, let's get into my weekend and also the culture of pop. So my weekend was pretty chill. My Saturday was jam-packed. On Saturday, I taught early in the morning. And then after that, wow, I've been teaching a lot online lately. Um, but, But after that, I ended up, wait, how did my Friday was the barber, which is like always now. That's just a regular thing for me to go to the barber on Fridays. Got to get fresh literally every week. My facial hair, everything grows back fast with me. (laughs) Everything. So I need to be at the barber literally once a week. Uh, But on Saturday, I know I taught. Why is it the rust? Okay, so what happened next? Did I immediately go to the movies? I felt like Kevin. I felt like Kevin and I did something before we ended up going to the movies i did something i feel so horrible for not being able to remember what it was that took place (laughs) but we ended up seeing spider-man into the spider-verse and i've been talking about how i was going to give everyone my feedback on what i thought about it on the podcast and so i want to say and this is going to be spoiler free so the movie is amazing it is definitely worth seeing like asap uh, I saw it uh, without, I just like saw the regular digital, but I want to go and see it in 3D 
because when the movie starts like literally in the first scene you realize this movie is meant to be seen in 3d absolutely so i have no problem going back again because that's just how much i loved the movie i feel like if you if you're not aware of who miles morales is you have a clear understanding of who he is by the end of this movie and he's awesome uh i feel like uh and he was um voiced by shameek moore and shameek moore did a great job as did uh jake johnson who played peter b parker i believe it was peter b parker who this peter parker is from a different uh reality so that's not a spoiler because it's literally the entire purpose of the movie um also Haley steinfeld played uh spider gwen john maloney i believe his name he name is he played spider ham uh spider-man noir was voiced by nicholas cage and my sincere apologies that i can't remember the um the asian sister who played penny parker but yeah all of them were really good even though some of the characters some of the spider characters uh had smaller roles the beauty was was that everyone kind of had their own time to shine and i thought that was really cool uh the only low point to me would probably be kingpin and that was only because even though he was a cool villain i felt like one there's more they could have done with him if you've seen daredevil on netflix you understand what i'm talking about when you see him in this movie it's kind of like uh, you kind of feel like they missed a mark the storyline they gave him was cool though it definitely was i, I appreciated the storyline uh it gave um I like when I see films, whether it's animation or live action, where you can kind of feel something for the villain, because at the end of the day, they're human too, you know? So I appreciate what they did with him when it comes to that. But the major standout in this uh, this movie would have to be the animation. The animation was on a whole new level. And you're going to hear that in most of the reviews that you hear, but it's the truth. It was on a whole new level, especially when you're able to get characters like Miles and Gwen and Peter. And there are moments where you look at them and you honestly think to yourself, wait, am I watching live action? Like, like that's just how real it looked at points. But then you'll see Penny Parker, who looks like she's she has kind of an anime style. And then you'll see Spider-Ham, which, uh, Spider-Pig, excuse me. Um, where is it Spider-Ham? That's a shame that I completely, I think it's Spider-Ham. Um, you'll see him and he's more like Looney Tunes, but they're all standing right next to each other. So it's, it's just really awesome. It's really awesome. Nicolas Cage was hilarious as uh, Spider-Man Noir absolutely hilarious like he probably has some of the funniest lines in the whole movie but um everyone did a really great job a really great job like from start to finish there were several moments where i was in my feels i'm doing my best once again not to give too much away you want to stay until the end of the film there were some people who got up midway because midway they did a um a tribute to stan lee and i forgot the other man's name forgive me uh, but they did a, a little tribute to them with a quote from Stan Lee. And so people got up, I guess, assuming that was it. But I'm like, no, this is why it's important to do your research. Like I was very I, I knew that there was going to be an end credit scene and uh, people got up and walked out. And I was like, oh, you're going to miss it. And it was definitely worth seeing. <laughs> it was one. It's an end credit scene that actually gets like sound from people. 
uh, Kevin looked at me when we were leaving out and he was like, so you're going to have to explain to me who this character is <laughs> because the audience really went up for them. So once again, spoiler free, but uh, yeah, you want to see the end. So that was awesome. Again, seeing it in 3D and I'll let you guys know what I think about it once I see it in 3D. So next in the culture of pop would be Homecoming on Amazon Prime. Now, I talked about this a couple of episodes ago, uh, Julia Roberts in Homecoming. So I finally started watching it. I believe I'm on episode four right now. And I don't know what it was that I was expecting, but it's definitely not anything that I expected it to be. Like, well, one, it's really good. Let me say that. I don't want to make it sound like it was bad. It's a really good show. It's just so different. Um, she plays a character named Heidi Bergman. And uh, Stephen James is actually in it as well. And he plays a character named Walter Cruz. And Heidi works for an organization named Homecoming. And it's an organization, an organization, excuse me, geared toward reacclimating like war vets back into everyday life. And so um, Walter is one of those vets. And you see the two of them in the very first scene when the show first starts off. And right now it's just, it's, it's so interesting because it takes place in two different timelines. So I'd, I'm gonna leave it right there just because I want the experience for you listeners in the Misfit universe to be kind of like mine. Like I was caught off guard by the two separate timelines so i don't want to really explain anything else because i want you to go into it kind of being a little confused just like how i was um <laughs> but uh it, it has a great a great cast uh sissy spacek is in it as well and um bobby i believe it's pronounced Cannavale. bobby Cannavale is in it as well and yeah check it out well if that's if you have amazon prime uh, it's it's a good show. I I can see now why she was nominated for uh, a Golden Globe. Even though I believe that she's, in a, I think other people in the cast should have been uh, nominated as well. I really do. After seeing it, it's kind of like, well, it's disappointing that because it's Julia Roberts, she you know was in a good show, so she automatically gets nominated. When you st you're thinking to yourself as you're watching it, like, no, everybody else was really good, too. So what's that about? But anyway, make sure you check out Homecoming if you have Amazon Prime. Now we move on to a very somber moment. Get out your tissues. It's a sad, sad day for many of us all across the globe, not just America, everywhere. It's the end of an era. On the 17th, Tumblr got rid of all of its porn. Now, if we're being, you know, if we're getting technical about this, they actually started taking taking it away before the 17th. Um, I went onto one of my pages because, of course, if you're branding yourself, you need to make sure that you have a you have a page that is just nasty that's not connected to your regular page. Smart business moves. But um, I went to that page, and it was like, wow! It was like a waste, like a barren wasteland. It was like, where's where is everything? <laughs> it was it was so sad. And there was a, a video. I think it was like maybe a minute and thirty. Uh, long that had the Titanic as the boat was sinking and each of the characters on there uh, whoever did this hilarious they're hilarious for it 
they would put like different words and stuff saying who it was like a certain type of porn or something like that um or like the tumblr app was sinking and all these things and it was just it was just really funny they were pretty much showing as the boat is sinking all of the things that are going to be dying as tumblr is getting rid of its porn so i don't know what this is going to look like for tumblr uh, i know initially when i got on tumblr it was a way to be able to keep my magazine alive, which was Escape the Matrix. So Escape the Matrix actually still has a blog on Tumblr. And I know one of my friends, my friend who introduced me to Tumblr is a photographer. So that's how I was first introduced to it because he was putting a lot of his poetry on there and a lot of his photography. So maybe it's gonna go back to that again, who knows? All I know is that it has, I know several people who have already gotten rid of the app, so. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe they need to completely reinvent themselves again in order to get people interested. Who knows? But again, the end of an era. Tear. Um, and last for the culture of pop would be uh, two episodes of A Brief Healing. The first would be the episode about hypocrisy and homophobia from last week. I want to thank all of you guys for the feedback that I received. I knew that it was going to be kind of controversial, especially because I am naturally the kind of person who finds the balance in all things. So I wasn't going to come at either side like I'm completely leaning to one side or leaning to the other. I was able to understand the middle ground and shout out to those of you who appreciated that. Uh, for those of you who informed me that after listening to the episode, you never really thought about things from that way before. That means a lot. That, that's what it's about. It's about all of us, not just you guys, but me as well, being able to open our eyes and think from different points of view. That's what it's all about. It's not about living your life, assuming you're right about everything. It's about growing. It's about learning and understanding that we can all learn from each other and that it's all about love. So shout out to you guys for listening to that episode um, of A Brief Healing. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, definitely make sure you check it out as well as this week's episode which went up yesterday which was a brief healing as a recap to tables ladders and chairs from the wwe uh after the last episode about survivor series of a brief healing i realized that there's an audience out here for wrestling and they do want to hear about it so it feels good to have uh friends coming back to me some people on instagram letting me know that they're enjoying the episodes so it lets me know to keep going you know keep doing these uh little small episodes about wrestling for those of you out there who enjoy it and aren't ashamed to say it like i'm not i enjoy wrestling so it's really cool to be able to have those conversations with you guys so yeah i'm enjoying doing a brief healing i think that it's a great part of the uh, Healing Space universe. It provides me an opportunity to do shows where it's not really long and you guys can just listen to it really quick and keep it pushing. I think it's a cool idea. Let me know if you guys agree. Uh, you can always hashtag a brief healing, that's a brief healing, or THS podcast and let me know what you're thinking about it right now. And with that being said, <laughs> we're going to make our way into the topic for this week, which is should I take them back? So I will see you guys on the other side. So. 
So earlier, I briefly mentioned the story that's all over social media concerning Cardi B and Offset and Offset interrupting her performance to ask her to please forgive him and take him back. And I was going to make space for it on the culture of pop, but I decided to why not frame this entire episode around that? Should you take someone back? Now, all relationships are different. I want to start out by saying that first, many of us have been cheated on. And if we're being totally cellophane, many of us have cheated as well. When this happens, the person who committed the act of infidelity is often thrown to the wolves and seen as less than worthy of love afterwards. But then the person who was cheated on may then want the person back. Suddenly they're seen as pathetic, a glutton for punishment, lacking self-love. These names that are being thrown around are often by miserable people who haven't done the work on themselves and get their jollies speaking on other people's relationships. But I wanted to take a moment to talk about several key points in deciding if you want to take someone back after they've been unfaithful. I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't. I just want to provide the misfit universe with a balanced way of seeing things. So first, Unless things become deeply unhealthy mentally and emotionally, or if it becomes physical in any way, your relationship should stay between you and your partner or partners. People make the mistake of allowing the world access to their love, and most people are still navigating how to give themselves sound advice, so it's often not wise to take the word of these people. Be very careful about how you navigate your relationship in the public's eye. I've grown to understand this more and more as I've gotten older. You know, uh, in my last relationship, I've been very honest about that on the podcast that we were all over social media, everywhere, you know, and it wasn't us attempting to show off or any of that kind of stuff. I always think it's so weird when people do that, when people think that you're, uh, looking to get attention. Now, I can't speak for all couples. There may be some couples who are who are looking to do that. But for us, we just really loved celebrating our love publicly. And it inspired a lot of people, so that made us feel really good, you know? But after experiencing that and knowing that we're pretty much going to be all over social media forever, <laughs> Tumblr and everywhere else, then it's an understanding that, okay, in my next relationship, I don't want to do the exact same thing, you know, because God forbid we don't work out. Now you can find me in two relationships all over social media. <laughs> and I know, you know, celebrities have to deal with that all the time, but it's like, if I can make a conscious decision that that's not something I want to do anymore, then I'm glad that I could think ahead when it comes to that. But we have to do that together. We we can't allow this to be something where if there's anything that happens between us, then we allow the world to pull us apart. This is something private between us. And if we choose to inform others, then we have to be strong enough to understand that any opinion they give us will simply be that, an opinion. We will not make it law and then either destroy our relationship or stay in something unhealthy based off of what someone has said to us. Okay, so next, once you get past that part, you have to ask yourself, what exactly did he, she, or they do? If they liked several pictures of someone on social media, you shouldn't have broken up with them anyway. And the issue is probably with your insecurity 
and not them. Now, before I move on to the next part, I really want to stress that we have to take a moment to pause and people don't do that enough. Like really pause, listen to what it is that I just said. If someone's on social media and they're liking a lot of pictures of someone else, now this, you, you can be straight, gay, trans, what, whatever, non-binary. If you're, if you're looking First of all, <laughs> more often than not, this means you're in somebody's phone. Either you're in it without their permission or you're up on it while they're looking. Why do you care is the first thing. Because nine times out of ten, you have your own phone. So why are you in their phone in the first place? That's one. Two, they're still a human being. They have every right to still be attracted to other people. At the end of the day, they're with you. Why does it matter to you if they're looking at somebody else? Again, it has nothing to do with them. It has all to do with you. Where is your security in who you are? Where is your self-love? Where is your self-like? So that you don't have to be so pressed about the fact that they're liking pictures on social media. So we have that. So, however, if they're sneaking out of the house all hours of the night and getting defensive when you bring it to their attention... You might just need to keep yourself at a distance and allow relation to allow the relationship to end. Now, that's an entirely different beast. It's one thing if somebody's online liking pictures of someone. But if it's a situation where you can clearly see that they're withholding things from you and it's not just your imagination, it's something as obvious as what it is that I just said. You know, they're not going to work because, you know, their work schedule and they work from, you know, nine to five. They just get up and go in the middle of the night and they don't explain to you where it is they're going. Now you have a reason to be concerned. You feel me? The social media thing is silly, but in instances like this, you do have a reason to worry. I often tell people that they should follow their gut, but unfortunately some people have such deep rooted insecurities often coming from issues in their past that they can't really follow their gut. Because it's misleading due to their lack of self-worth, you know? So you have to ask yourself, according to the situation, where should I be in this moment? And be real with yourself. This This is why it's important to think before you act. Pause. Take a moment to think about it. Okay, they're online. They're liking pictures of people. Why am I pressed about this? You're probably liking pictures of other people too, you know, but in the middle of the night, they're getting up, they're leaving out. When I've confronted them about it peacefully and respectfully, they've kept it from me. They told me not to worry about it or something like that. I feel like the latter statement is that that's a time to leave. <laughs> that's a time to exit stage right. Uh, the But the first one, and again, these are just my opinions. I, I don't see that as a reason to overreact. I feel like in those moments, there's a good that's a good reason to kind of pull yourself back and evaluate the reason why you feel the way you do. Even in the instance of the person leaving out at night, ask questions first. Don't go to them accusing, ask questions. Because then at the end of the day, you know, I came to you civilized. I asked these questions out of love. And then you didn't give me the exact same thing, so now I can operate accordingly. I always tell people, people don't like taking the high road. People joke the high road. 
but the victory is in the high road. You know, it's like, okay, the, the peace of mind is in the high road. If you allow yourself to deep dig deep into chaos, if you allow yourself to go into a place that messes up your peace, that person more often than not is going to be absolutely fine. The relationship will end. They'll move on. And you're sitting there with all of these whys and what's and who's and everything. Allow yourself to have peace. Okay. The next question is, what did you do? People enjoy playing the role of victim. Many people wake up the victim and go to bed the victim. They seldom believe any flaw can exist within them. This is what often leads to the other person stepping out, sadly. Now, the victim would say that the person can simply leave you. And there's a valid argument for that. Now, I used to be one of those people who would say that. Why not just leave? However, with time, I learned that not everyone who cheats is doing it with malicious intent. A lot of these people do genuinely love their partners. So the goal isn't to leave them. They often just want to get what their partner isn't willing to provide elsewhere. Sadly, those who enjoy playing the victim card often miss the chance to see that they've ignored their partner in one way or another, too busy screaming, me, 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 making most of the relationship about what they need and how they're feeling. I often talk about how people need to be seen, and if you're unwilling to get out of the mirror, they'll look right beyond you. And again, I'm not saying it's right, I'm saying it's reality. And instead of saying how wrong they are, look inward and ask yourself, what did you contribute to what is now broken? Now, this is hard for people. This hasn't always been easy even for me, but it's called evolution. It's called growing. And you have to reach a point where you can say to yourself, it's not always the other person. You know, what have I done? What was my part in this? I know very few relationships where someone breaks up and they had no part that they played in it. Again, going back to my last relationship, I was very honest about the fact that I was someone who was judgmental. You know, it's something that I fought with for a very, very long time being judgmental of others. And I'm sure that that was something that probably bothered him a great deal. So I'm never going to come onto this podcast and talk about all of the things that I believe he did wrong and not put out what it is that I believe I did wrong as well. He had a very short fuse, horrible temper. However, I was also very judgmental of things and who knows how that triggered him. You know, his anger triggered me. And so it was this constant back and forth of triggering one another. But at no point could I sit here and say, I was the best boyfriend the entire time and I didn't do anything that hurt him. And because how do you know? You can't say that you were the perfect boyfriend because you don't know how what you did was received by him. You feel me? So we have to be able to look in the mirror and say to ourselves, what is it that I didn't do? When it comes to sex, I can't, you know, you can say to yourself, I came at it a certain way. They came at it a certain way. Did I listen to them? Did I pay attention to what they were saying as far as their desires and what it is that they needed? You know, we kind of jump, we kind of jump into a whole nother conversation because then it becomes when you all were first getting to know one, one another, did you have those conversations? 
People are so quick to jump into relationships that you won't even know what this person truly desires as far as intimacy. You're just looking to get what it is that you can get, you know? And then you look back later on and you say to yourself in this chaos, when this infidelity takes place, I never saw this coming. I thought I knew this person, but did you? Did you really? You know? And then the victim comes. This is what it is that they did wrong. Oh, woe is me. I'm never going to find love. And you won't. (laughs) That love that you're seeking is never going to come your way because every time someone does you wrong, you never take a moment to sit there and say, well, how did I do them wrong as well? Maybe if I can learn the lessons of what it is that I'm doing to these people, the next person who comes along, I can make sure that I play my part better that I'm a better partner for this person, you know? Again, we should be ever-evolving, not only within, but also externally. We should show up to the next person not looking the same as we did for the person prior to them. Okay, so how do you survive if you choose not to take them back? So I'm going to do not and if you do. So let's do not first. How do you survive if you choose not to take them back? So first of all, learn self-love. If you decide you're not going to take them back, I've seen way too many people, Jesus, I've seen way too many people go on and on on social media with all of these subtweets and hidden Facebook messages constantly attacking the person who they were with prior. It's tiring. It's tiring for those of us who are reading it, so I know it has to be tiring for you. And again, it's taking away your peace. Your peace of mind is a a shell of what it used to be because you're spending all of your time focused on them. And I'm sorry to break the news to you, but more often than not, that person has moved on beyond you. And how fair is that? How fair is that to you that you sit here miserable of your own doing and they've completely moved on? Self-love is important. If you want to talk tough love, you shouldn't have been in the relationship with them in the first place if you don't love yourself properly. And you shouldn't be looking for someone to love you up and to the point where you can love you. No, it doesn't work that way. Again, just my opinion, because I personally know some people who disagree with me when it comes to that. I know some people who feel like, no, you should be in a relationship with somebody who so they can make you whole. I think that's utter bullshit. I believe that you should never go into a relationship looking for someone to bring you 50% of who you are. Because God forbid something happens and you all break up, they're taking that 50 back with them. What does that look like? Learn to love you. Learn to embrace you. Learn to stand on your own two feet so you won't need to use them as a crutch. The next thing, embrace your friends. I want to give a shout out to my friend James, who is uh, back up in Maryland. I'll never forget something that he said to me when I was in a relationship. This was back around 2005. By 2008, when we were no longer together, I had a conversation with him and he said something to me that I never forgot. And it stuck with me in my next relationship. He said, what you won't do is ignore your friends anymore. You got so wrapped up in your relationship that you forgot that we even existed And more often than not, we're going to be friends long. I mean, I'm sorry, not we're going to be. Well, yeah, but he said we're going to be here long after that person is gone more often than not. 
And that's real shit, you know? And after he told me that I've, I've used that ever since, you know, I'll talk to other people and I'll let them know the exact same thing. I'm going to be here for you. Your friends love you. So please do not get into relationships. And somebody out there is going to hear me. Somebody out, somebody out there who's listening in the Misfit Universe needs this. So I'm going to make sure that I'm very clear on this. When you get in a relationship, do not lose yourself in them. Do not completely forget everyone on the outside of the relationship who truly, genuinely loves you. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to think that this is all you need is this one person. No. No. <laughs> you all can end up getting married and still, no. Is this your partner? Absolutely. I pray it's your best friend. But you still need outlets outside of who they are. So don't forsake your friends for what you believe is going to be happiness. Next, allow yourself the time to live your life without deciding if you want to be friends with them. Okay, so what I'm saying right there is when the relationship ends, you don't have to immediately say to yourself, how can I still figure out how this person is going to exist in my life? You don't have to do that. When the relationship is over and let's say it didn't end in the best way. Now, if it ended perfectly fine, if it was amicable and the both of you are like, we're still going to be good friends. We actually think we work better as friends then cool. In that moment, I can understand you both are in a great place mentally, or if it's more than just two people, you all are in a good place mentally and you can move forward properly and in a healthy space. But if it doesn't end in a positive way, you don't have to say to yourself, but you know what? I loved them. I need to figure out how I can transfer this into friendship immediately because I don't want to lose them. If the love was real, if the love was genuine, then you don't have to worry. That person will still be out there in the universe. God forbid nothing happens to them as far as them leaving this plane of existence. But if they're still here and if the love is true, you guys will find each other again. You need time. They need time to be able to exhale that part of who you were out of them. And that's what you need to do. You need to take the time to exhale what they were to you in that capacity and then begin to build anew what it is that you want to have with them. I say that because more often than not, people don't enter relationships building the friendship along with the relationship. Now that I can say I'm big on, I'm huge on making sure that you're my friend as well as my lover. And there are a lot of people who don't believe in that. And more power to them. I have some people who tell me flat out, no, I'm not looking for you to be my friend. I personally think that is going to be the downfall of your relationship, but everyone's different, you know? But here's an opportunity for you to take some time just for you and to come back to them and prayerfully build something that looks different than what it is that you were in before. Next, focus on your passions. If you don't know what you're passionate about, here's the time. And there you go. I know a lot of people of varying ages who aren't aware of their passions, why they believe they exist on this earth. They're kind of just floating. When a relationship is over, instead of sitting around complaining, going online and making little secret messages about them, appearing to be deeply sad all the time, focus on what it is that you want out of life. 
Take a moment to go out into the world and just explore. Figure out who you are and what your purpose is. Dig deep, you know? Figure things out. Write, journal. Talk to yourself. Figure out what it is that you want out of life beyond a romantic relationship. Because you are a whole person. And if you're not, you need to work on getting whole. Because you shouldn't exist for romance. And if you're going to exist for romance, romance yourself. Fall in love with you. That is the greatest adventure you're ever going to have. Take yourself on an adventure. And once you figure out you and your purpose, the person who comes into your life next is going to see somebody totally different than the person who you broke up with or the people who you broke up with. And lastly, and this is the thing that's most difficult for a lot of people, if you choose to not take them back, forgive them. Forgive them not for them, but forgive them for you. Oftentimes, people think that if they're forgiving the person or the people who they're no longer in a relationship with, they meet, they believe that it's happening because, oh, well, I need to make them feel better about blah, 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 blah. No, <laughs> no, uh, I, I personally believe that we should wish them the best. Absolutely. But you're doing this for you. You're doing this for you because of what I've been saying several times now. Your peace of mind is everything. It's everything. Why are you carrying this weight? Why are you carrying this weight of this this hatred, this negativity, all of this darkness when they've moved on? More often than not. Now, you, you will have instances where both people are just sitting around in the world miserable and that's deeply unfortunate. But... In a lot of instances, it's one person who's just brooding all day and the other person has moved on. Sometimes they're in a whole new relationship and the person is just sad. And that's not life. Forgive them. Take the time. No one's saying it when the, the breakup happens between you and that person or people, the opposed to just wake up the next morning and be like, oh boy, okay, I totally forgive you. I'm good. Let's keep it moving. No, pain is real. Pain is absolutely real and allow yourself to feel it. You don't have to wake up the next morning and be like, I'm happy. No, don't lie to yourself. No, if you are, that's cool because that's real too. There are some people who get out of relationships and they're totally in a healthy place mentally, emotionally, and they can keep it pushing. But if you're not, you can feel that sadness. Absolutely. You're owed that. What I'm saying is, is don't put yourself in a situation where you're going out and you're looking to destroy this person's character, because in the end, that's going to say something about you, not about them. If you're going online and feeling the need to talk about this, this person or these people, whether you mention their name or not, people aren't dumb. And I need for the Misfit Universe to listen to this. People aren't dumb. You have to be very aware of what it is that you're doing online. If you're going online and you're berating and belittling your ex or your exes, what is that going to look like to the potential other person or people who are coming into your life? People aren't dumb. They're looking at your social media and saying to yourself, wow. Now, mind you, you're not believing this as you're listening because you're like, well, I still have sex. I don't have no problem getting a person, you know? 
but that doesn't mean they want to be in a relationship with you, you know? And if they do want to be in a relationship with you, have you checked on their pain? Because this could be somebody who's simply looking at you from what they see on the outside. They're not paying any attention to what's on the inside. And you'll bring them into a whole relationship with you and it'll just be pain Olympics. Just trauma all over the place. Because neither one of you were looking at the depth of the character. You were simply seeing what was on the outside. Forgive that person or people. And be genuine about it. Allow it to offer you freedom to be able to move on. And speaking of moving on, let's go to the very last part, which is how do you survive if you choose to take them back? Okay, so first of all, communication is key. For all we know, that could have been what led to the infidelity in the first place. Lack of communication. I could make an entire episode off of this, so I'm going to try to be as concise as possible. I hate the word try. As concise as possible. Communication is everything. It is everything. I'm going to say that this is my personal experience because I don't want to put this out into the universe and make it seem like everyone feels this way. So speaking for myself, I believe men are horrible with communication. Horrible. And as someone who has no problem admitting his flaws and faults, I can say with confidence that I am an amazing, <clears throat> excuse me, an amazing communicator. I may over communicate. And so it's very frustrating to exist in a world where people, specifically men, are so piss poor with communication. Good Lord. And this goes beyond astrological signs. Just men. <laughs> just Men are just horrible with communication. And it's not difficult. Again, it's all about looking outside of yourself. I can't stress enough. People go day in and day out on some me, me, me type shit. And that is not the world we live in. This is we. We have to be we based. I can't stress that enough, y'all. We have to be we based. If you're operating out of me, then you're not hearing what your partner or partners are saying to you. You're not hearing it. Because the focus is yourself. So they're telling you what it is that's lacking in the relationship. They're telling you what it is that they need. But you don't hear them because all you're focused on is how is it you can be happy. You got into the relationship and you're thinking to them, thinking to yourself, how can they make me feel better? How can they make me feel loved? Are you thinking to yourself, well, you know what? How can I love them? How can I make sure they're feeling seen? Because the thing is, is that when you have self-love and you know what that self-love feels like, then you'll know to then communicate to them. Well, you know what? This is what love looks like when it shows up to me. When I want to be loved, it looks like this. What does it look like for you? Communication. Conversation takes place. You know, you're angry. You feel like someone's not doing something. You make a decision that you're going to go out and cheat. That's bullshit because you could have said something to them first. You say something to them and then they just nod their head or if they ignore you or something like that. Again, I'm not saying that infidelity is right. I'm not saying that at all. But you've at least spoken your piece and put it out, put it out into the universe. The decision after that, if you feel like you've done it too many times and you're sad, you're either going to leave or you're going to cheat. One of the two. 
But you know yourself that you said what it is that you needed to get off of your spirit, off of your heart, and they just didn't hear you. But communication is key. So if you decide that you're going to get back with them again, it can't look like it did before. Your new relationship can't look like your past relationship. I hope somebody hears me. Your new relationship with this person cannot look like your past relationship. You got to change shit up. And communication plays a really big part in that. So before you all even make things official, if it's so deep, you know, you could be uh, married and you guys could be separated. Before you move back into the same house with one another, have the tough conversations. Have the tough conversations and get them out the way so you know where the two of you are operating from. Then that kind of goes hand in hand with what it is that I was just saying. Deep transparency. That's the next thing. Be brutally honest with each other. Brutally. There's always room and time to be able to apologize, but get everything off of your spirit. I can oof, I can bring that into friendship, but this is focused on relationships. So what I will say is that I get so tired of people saying, I didn't say this because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. You know, we're in a whole relationship with each other. Relationships take work. So there are going to be some times where we're going to have our feelings hurt. That's just the reality. Attempting to go through an entire relationship, who knows how many years you all are going to be together and you never want to hurt the person's feelings? That's not realistic. It's not realistic at all. You can apologize and you need to be able to apologize. So it's not something where you speak truth and you feel like, well, it's how I felt and it was real. So I don't need to apologize. No, no. You can apologize because your goal wasn't to hurt their feelings. Your goal was to be honest. You know, you got out your honesty. You got out your truth. Your spirit feels lifted now. However, they're sad. They're sad because the way that it was presented to them was a place from hurt. So you can apologize to them and you can let them know that wasn't my intention. I needed to be able to be clear with you to let you know exactly how I felt so that we can see each other better. But I didn't mean to hurt you. And for that, I'm sorry. Yes, right there. Use it if you need to. I just, I just said it. I gave you a script. Use that. You know, it's, it's mind boggling to me that people are like, no, I can't do that. That's not real. Why, why isn't it? You take the opportunity to be very clear and direct with somebody, transparent in a way that you no longer feel like you have anything on your spirit. But then when they're in a place of hurt afterwards, you can't make sure to let them feel better. You can't help to raise them back up so the both of you are lifted. I don't know. That's that's weird to me. Next thing is be friends. And maybe for those of you who feel like you can't apologize afterwards, maybe it will look different if you did this. If you were friends with the person first, maybe you would give more of a shit about them than if they were just the 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 love or the, you know, the the people that you were in a relationship with. It's it seems very difficult for people to do this. Very, very hard because we live in a society of people who are far less patient. But you need to be friends. You need to be friends, you know, because oftentimes the way you look at your friend is in a very different way than how you look at your lover. And what would it look like if you combine the two? What if you could call the person you're in a relationship with your friend genuinely, not on some bullshit, but really they're your friend? What would that look like? You know, 
If you're going to be in a relationship with them again, do it. See how it fits, you know? Wrap yourselves in love that goes beyond just romance. Wrap yourself in the love of friendship. I don't know. I, I feel like it's, I personally feel like it's a better fit. I do. My friendship love is powerful. It's powerful, you know? Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of what you'll look like to them as a friend. Because you, I don't know if you feel like if you decide to be friends with them, there are aspects of who they are that you'll learn that you don't want to know. But why wouldn't you want to know all aspects of the person you want to spend the rest of your life with? You feel me? Next, stop giving others access to your love. So that goes back to what I said in the very beginning, so I can kind of keep this short. Be very careful about allowing other people to come into your relationship. There can be some people who could have the best intentions in their giving advice. There could be some some people who want to see you all destroyed, either because they're miserable or because they want you. So be very careful about allowing others access into your relationship. You don't have to put your relationship on social media to prove shit. My word to you. You don't have to prove your relationship to anybody. You don't have to exist on social media in order to exist with each other. That's all. And next, find new and exciting things to do together. Mm-hmm. Find new and exciting things. I'm big on that. In my, rela- in my last relationship, we were traveling all the time. It's so much fun. And it tells you a lot about the person you're in a relationship with too. You know, like th- there are people who are homebodies. This is really true. I said find new and exciting things to do with each other. The person who's more of a homebody, you can find exciting things to do in the house. That's where compromise comes in. You know, one of you or let's say it's three people. Then it's like, okay, well, you feel this way. You feel this way. I feel that way. Let's all find ways to take turns and make different things happen so that all three of us can be happy. You know, going back to just two people, if you're someone who likes to travel a lot, then you can make a decision. Okay, well, every now and then we're going to go here. And I think, as a matter of fact, I think Jada and Will actually talked about that on Red Table Talk. I think they were talking about how Will likes to travel a lot and Jada isn't really big on that. So they compromise. And that's real. That's that's real. That's how you make things work, you know? And it's, again, stepping outside of yourself and seeing the person you're in a relationship with. It's not all about you and what it is that you want if you're in a relationship. That shit died. That went away, you know? It is now a we situation. And stop getting into relationships if you don't want to operate or learn how to operate in we. Plain and simple. And lastly, make your own relationship rules. I'm speaking specifically to my queer, trans, and non-binary family right now. Please stop attempting to live in a heteronormative existence. Please. It's not real. That is how they operate. That is not how we have to. Make your own rules. Some of the most successful relationships I know that are a part of the LGBTQ community are all people who operate out of their own rules, step by step, 
they make these rules together. No matter if it's two people, three people, four people, whoever, however amount of people, I mean, however many amount of people, there we go, are in this relationship. They have made these rules together with no outside interference. They've made a decision of what they're going to do and they move in it, you know? So that's what I'm saying to all of you. Make the decision that you're going to operate in this space together, that you're going to make it work based off of your rules and what it looks like for all of you. Look for happiness in that, not in what it is that you see from others, but what it is that you all decided together, together in love. I hope that this helps. I really do. I hope that this helps you to understand also that it's not as clean cut as most people would like for it to be, especially when you take time to actually look at yourself and ask yourself, what did I contribute to the relationship that was good and bad? No one is just the victim. BS. I call BS on that. We all contribute something to a relationship. No one's saying that it has to be as bad as the other person. But none of us are perfect. None of us. So learn how to see one another. I'll stress that on every relationship of this podcast if I have to. Learn to see one another. Learn to talk to one another. Have open dialogue to better understand one another. And hopefully when you do that, you won't have to say to yourself anymore, should I take them back? Because it will no longer be up for conversation. You all wouldn't have separated in the first place see each other and now it is time for good news okay so the first bit of good news i want to share is that i am going to be on one of my dearest friends podcasts my brother mr kevin Dwayne. i'm going to be on the outline podcast this week so when i say this week That means December 19th, I'm going to be on the Outline Podcast, and we're going to be talking about body positivity. Uh, I was actually honored when he said that he'd like for me to be on there and to discuss that particular topic. And we go in, we we talk for a little while, but you're going to enjoy it. I can't remember a time where we were on one another's podcast and we didn't have an awesome conversation. So definitely make sure that you tune in. You can listen to him on Apple Podcasts on stitcher on spotify he's all over the place just like we are Uh, you can also find him on youtube as well so that's the first bit of good news the next bit of good news is the art of being present uh by Edie raphael that is our uh book for the storytellers book club for the month of december i hope that some of you have gone out and purchased it so that we can talk about it in january Uh, Either way, uh, you know, I'm proactive. Either way, I'm going to be talking about it on the podcast. I'm actually going to dedicate uh, an episode of a brief healing to it in January. So it would just be really cool to be able to talk about it with you guys as well. So definitely make sure you uh, you get the book so that you'll be able to read it. Um, And the last bit of good news is that I am really looking forward to to talking about Kwanzaa with everyone. It has meant a lot to me over the years. I've been practicing it since I was in my, uh, well, celebrating it, practicing it, um, kind of, um, but since I was in my early 20s, uh, it means a lot to me, a lot to me. And I'm just, I love whenever I meet people who say that they want to know more about it, you know, 
that they want to learn more about Kwanzaa because there's so many people, unfortunately people of color, who look down on Kwanzaa, which I think is very sad. Uh, a lot of times I've heard from people that they don't believe in Kwanzaa because of the founder. And for me, I'm like the principles and the purpose behind Kwanzaa should go far beyond the person who created it. You feel me? Like, we won't even get it. I could, <laughs> if we're not celebrating things because of people who created it, then there's a lot, but I won't go into that. Anyway, um, I look forward to being able to introduce many of you in the Misfit, Misfit universe to Kwanzaa as you may not be familiar with it at all. So next week's episode is going to be a lot of fun, especially as uh, we reflect on 2018 and the year of the Phoenix. Baby, we are almost at the finish line. We're about to cross and make our way into 2019 before you know it. I am ready. <laughs> so that is all for today. If you all would like to walk with us on social media, that is THSPodcast.com, THSPodcast on Facebook and Instagram, and underscore THSPodcast on Twitter. You can walk with me all over social media at Scorpiogi. Again, with the love movement, I teach yoga, I teach Reiki, I now do stretch therapy. I do life coaching. I've now started doing fitness again. So yeah, if you want to get your wellness on, you can hit me up under Scorpiogi. And I teach online as well. I have students who are in different cities. I can also teach internationally. So whatever you need, I gotcha. Thank you so much for healing with us today. I can't wait to see you guys. Well, see you. I can't wait to talk to you guys. I can't wait for you to hear my voice. Yeah, whatever. Um, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad I thought about that. In all of my rambling, I just realized this Thursday is THS Live. Wow, we're at the third Thursday. Sheesh. Well, this is going to be really cool because we can go further in our conversation about should you take them back? Come on, organic. This literally just came off the top of my head like we're doing the live. Okay, so we will see you guys on Thursday. This is going to be fun. Okay. Until next week, on to the live. Get your life together, Raven. I love you all so much. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs>